0: Episode 78 of Strange Brow Radio. I'm your host again, Tobe Johnson. How are you? It's good to be back. I am uh, dog tired, but I'm burning the midnight oil here like a lot of you are. I just got back from a ghost hunt, so I'm a little bit punchy. It was a sleeping on a cot situation in a haunted attic. And uh, that was with the Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society Ops and their team leader, Mary Bethune, at the Walker Ames House in Gig Harbor. So, more on that later. But, we don't have a show without our sponsor, Feral by Aaron, E-R-Y-N, at Etsy.com. Check out Feral by Aaron for Alchemy Sound Tools. And Cronestones, don't forget those. That's Feral by Aaron, museum quality, working, functioning, sound Alchemy Sound Tools at Etsy.com. E R Y N is how you spell that. Okay, well, we have a guest. I'll tell you more about both of them in just a minute. Well, if you go back to episode 66 with our guest, Sasha Christie, Experiencer an abductee, and radio show, talk show host of Access Northwest in the UK, Um, you've heard part one and two of Sasha's experience. We have Sasha back for part three. And alongside her is experiencer and relatively close neighbor, Paula Elizabeth Green, who has experienced... A Life with the Greys, and many other entities. Now, their, their stories are remarkably similar in some ways, but uh, their perspective on what's going on is very different. They, they're a good duo, let's put it this way. So it was a really interesting, fun interview to do with both of them. And it was also a, a YouTube uh, video that I'll be putting up for uh, patron members. So there is a part in this uh, interview where I think there is a little bit of a commercial break where both of these uh, guests take a commercial break here. And I'm having trouble finding out where this little coffee break or potty break (laughs) happened for for one of us here. And it must be extremely brief. So. Uh, Forgive me for not being able to edit out that uh, direct pause, but I think you will enjoy the show in all its raw format. I give to you Sasha Christie and fellow experiencer Paula Elizabeth Green. All right, I'm back with Sasha Christie and Paula Elizabeth Green. Hello, ladies.
1: Hi.
0: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you guys are across the pond and there's a little time difference here, of course. So uh, let's get started before you uh, have to go to bed. And um, we have quite a bit <laughs> to get through. Sasha, audience knows you a little bit based upon the circumstances of your UFO experiences and everything surrounding it. You've had an incredible life and you've had some contrail stuff that you've been watching out for, which I want to get to that. So Let's make sure that we touch up on that because I have some really good questions about contrails and chemtrails and uh, the lack of air traffic that uh, we're all going to experience now globally due to this pandemic and what to maybe watch out for for the average Joe. But before we get to Paula and your experience with her, because you guys have some shared experiences, it sounds like, um, just remind people um, over the next five minutes or so a little bit about um, your initial experiences leading up to meeting Paula? Uh,
2: Well, basically, I'd had the UFO sighting in 1997 in Wales when uh, I went with uh, my now ex-boyfriend, Steve, and his sister, Dania. She took her son, uh, their uncle, John, came. I was there with my son. We'd just gone for a weekend away and we had two, well, we had a huge UFO come towards us. At some point, another one ended up being on the ground behind us, which was a spear, um, which uh, I, I saw strobe, looked, there it was. I said, oh, look, there's another one. And everybody kind of looked at it and, you know, and, oh, yeah, and carried on looking at the one that was above us. So kind of we all fell apart, fell, literally fell apart and fell out uh eight years later i go on the internet and go on a forum and tell a little bit about that story but basically since joining the ufo community uh much much more has happened i did have something happen in early like uh, 92 with a little blue big black eyed kind of fat slash mouthed uh, goblin i don't really know what to call it um So I thought that was a dream. I treated that as a dream until years later when I seen communion and realised that it can't have been a dream because you can't dream the same things as somebody else. So I was having stuff going on before, but I've had quite a chaotic life. So, you know, a lot of things have just been kind of forgotten. Uh, But a lot lot of paranormal stuff, more paranormal than I have. E.T., there's huge gaps in my... EC see experiences, you know, up to a decade, you know. Um, but since joining the UFO community and staying with people and hopping about, um, it, it got a lot worse. And um, I've not had any of the nice things that people always talk about, you know, the light beings, the uh, Palladians. I've had no lovely messages. I've no message for mankind, nothing special about any of it. Uh, just I found it to be <clears throat> quite brutal whereas Paula's had some sort of interaction on a different level to to mine but maybe that's because I'm a naturally easily freaked out person and maybe Paula is not as easily uh, scared as me she seems to be able to interact on a better level, or, or her experiences seem to be more, you know, interactive rather than minor like subjective, like something's being done to me. Whereas Paula's kind of having some kind of information exchange. I mean, I did have an information exchange with the one where I call the Power Ranger, but I think that was part of a distraction um, mm. as well because of other people being in the house. At the time so i kind of think because i um i've always been angry about this and always been you know protective with my children and i've always kind of been a bit murderous feeling towards them so i think that uh if anything's been going on with the rest of my family they've kind of kept me in place because at one point in time i went and learned kung fu because i just felt like i needed to fight for my life I didn't even really tweak to why Um, I had this feeling, but I wanted to be able to protect myself and my family. So I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've been so challenging with them and shouting at them and calling them all kinds of names and demanding that they show themselves and they show themselves. Mm -hmm. Then I crap myself. (laughs) (laughs) I've never asked for that again. Trust me. So I've had a very different experience in feeling and emotion and impact uh, to Paula, who mm-hmm. has, you know, obviously she's traumatized as well, uh, but there's some familiarity there mm-hmm. with hers and a lot more um, experiences with mm-hmm. ET than I have, because a lot of mine's all, para, you know, a lot, a lot of paranormal, but Paula has that as well. There's, I don't know any uh, abductees, contactees, whatever you want to call yourselves, who have this and don't have paranormal stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It just seems to all go with the territory and it doesn't seem to be both at the same time. It's either or, you mm-hmm. know, weirdly. <laughs> so
0: how so, did uh, yeah. how did the initial friendship start? Uh, explain that again to the audience as far as who met, who, who initiated the, the friendship?
2: <laughs> well, uh, at the time there was an organization called Amash, which I now call Ames, and they were, Um, doing videos with abductees and uh, you know they were kind of running a support network but not everybody wanted to do a video, they wanted everyone to do a video but Paula wouldn't, she just wanted to talk to somebody so this woman gave Paula my number and so over to Paula
0: (laughs) Okay Paula, you take it from there
2: You take it from there Um,
3: From um, the, well what it worries, I'd got um to the end of my tether with all this I just couldn't take it anymore with all the uh, abductions and uh you know the I've seen more basically I've seen more grades than what I have UFOs anyway. Um but I've never really seen the two together. I have but not as people would perceive it, you know, like they put them together all the time. But mine's been going on since I was four. Um out and I've had year gaps. 10 year gap, three year gap, six year gaps. And um, I just got to the point where it would terrify me that much. And I needed contact with someone. And I'd looked in um, on Google for, you know, someone to contact. And so I just basically put abductions. or oh, do I contact? Googled it, you know, someone in, in the UK. And the first thing that come up was this group, Amash. Is it Amash or Amash? Amash. Amash. Amash.
1: Amash.
3: Amash. Amash. And um, at first I picked the phone up and then I I dialed it, picked it up, let it ring three times, put it down. And I thought, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, you're going to sound right idiot, you know. And then... I left it a day or two and I thought, no, I really need to do this. So I picked the phone up, put it down again. So whoever's at the other side, which is Joanna Summerskills, is answering these calls and I'm putting them down. And then on the third time I thought, I've really got to crack on with this. So I picked it up, I was shaking like a leaf. And uh, I just basically just spurted it all out That you know. And... um, yeah, so I said, oh, I'm not willing to do anything other than to chat with someone in my local area. And so she, that's when she gave me Sasha Christie's number.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then it, from there, we became friends.
0: So, Well, describe, Paula, what happened to you from the beginning, if you can, to give people perspective on why you would reach out. I mean, you're describing seeing greys more so than UFOs and you don't see them together. So you have... It must have intense experiences, the recollection Very in particular. Intense.
3: um particular. It'd be a long time if I went through all this lot up mm-hmm. to even meeting Sasha. So I really can't do them all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could
0: you give people an idea. Of, re- yeah, give them an idea of uh, what we I, we're I go for
2: about. more recent ones, I reckon, the ones that were happening around about the time that you know, prompted you make it. Yeah, but Yeah, it, they were really that it, was all really crazy stuff.
3: Um the ones that I met you basically from then, you know, before I met you, yeah. Be. Um I've got to I've got to find them because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. So um the one way right, okay, so I'll pick one out here which is um and while I've you're doing bed, that, though,
0: I want to ask you. I mean, you are a childhood abductee, correct? Yeah. Okay, so you've you have a storied history of dealing with mainly yeah, grays, or the whole variety. of Well, babies.
3: it was only when I got older mm-hmm. that um, the actual different ones started coming coming into it. Mm-hmm. But it was when I was younger, it was mainly grays.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it won't it in always grays. It's just when I'm older that they start changing. Uh, the parents and.
0: Does this yeah. go back in lineage on the the women's side? Does your mother have this? Does my grandma my
3: grandma? Oh, um, now I, I, she never said that she saw them, but it was my grandma that saw the UFO, and it was my mm-hmm. um, grandma that when this is a story that because I never knew my granddad. Um, but the story, as it goes, it was what my my grandma actually told me was that she knew the, the day, the night, basically, that my granddad was going to die. And they were both lying in bed together, and they were very, really poorly. Um, but it wasn't poorly enough to be on the deathbed, if you know what I mean. So she's got a curtain. We always have us curtains in his bedrooms open slightly you know to let that bit of light in and um she's laying in bed next to him and he's fast asleep and she sees she's looking out that window she couldn't sleep and she's lying in bed looking out that window and she could see us you know she could see these stars and one of them particular took her eye uh caught her eye and she said it was like a vivid blue um right bright vivid blue star and she kind of, you know went to the toilet you know made a drink come back up went to bed and she still couldn't get to sleep so she's still gazing out that window but when she got back this star had kind of got bigger and before you know it it's kind of outside and is a laser like she said a laser beam. Uh she didn't describe it as that because then we didn't know what laser beams were, so you know, something towards something like that would have been something that you put in space, you know, with NASA or whatever. Um, but she said it was a like a blue size of a pencil light. So what we class as a laser beam now, and it hit my granddad in the forehead. And it like as if the all all his face kind of lit up blue. And um she don't remember out after that, but the day after my granddad passed away. But she did say, I knew when that light hit his forehead that he was gonna pass away the day after. And he did. So but my me other members of the family uh not like me or my grandma were. So mm-hmm.
0: Okay, now I interrupted you here. You were going to go more to the recent stuff that happened here. So tell. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why I had, about um, your Experiences.
3: Recent stuff, right? <laughs> but you did ask um, if anybody else in the family had, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't. You guys think that that's an important detail to, to get. In on and talk about. Do you? I mean, do you? Well, here, let's talk about this. Do you feel as though there's a connection between the women and the women, particularly the women in your family, perhaps uh, being experienced of any kind, or do you feel there's a link? Mm, not sure. What do you think, Sasha?
2: Well, my mum, she says all hers are dreams. She calls them dreams.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I first started talking, she told me to put a lid on it and don't talk about it because when she set the lid off, you know, you can't get it back on. She's told me a few things that she's seen. My gran once told me that she saw a cigar-shaped UFO over a main road in Leeds, where I'm from. Um, But when I uh, brought that up, I don't know, maybe about eight years ago, she's denied ever Mm -hmm. saying it, but she said it before I was even interested um, majorly in UFOs. So, yeah, I think it's in the family, definitely. A familial thing.
0: And you two are basically uh I mean you have a sister like friendship over this. Would that be fair to say We s- assume? got called
2: yeah my mm-hmm. my cohort, twins. <laughs> yeah, my guy is he's, uh, he's dead now. a uh, guy he uh nicknamed us the Wonder Twins. Mm-hmm. We've got the same laugh, you know, um <laughs> yeah. same sort mm-hmm. of accent. We are both very noisy and we're both never stopping
0: You <laughs> <laughs> can't sit still. Uh.
2: You can't sit still, both hyperactive. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. What about uh, blood types? Do you guys share a blood type at all? Do you know that?
3: I'm I'm just ordinary bloody, oh. <laughs> no oh. blood
0: all. Bloody blood.
3: But me, but me, uh, grandma were a um, oh. negative, so RH negative. That was my grandma.
2: My mum yeah. uh, is AB negative.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm just O positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: yeah have you exhausted all these roads here to see if there's some connection between why they're interested in both of you
2: well we sort of have conversations where we think we wonder if they there's batches of something i don't know i mean it then you're kind of saying that you're some sort of hybrid or there's been some sort of interference genetically which mm. i don't really know that that's the case um we d- we don't really know i think it's just maybe coincidence that we kind of lived about 10 miles apart most of our lives um mm-hmm. and that you know a lot of women in yorkshire are a bit bawdy and uh, you know <laughs> a bit lively, like we are. <laughs> so I'm not sure that.
0: <laughs> you, so... have, you, you have shared experiences on crafts together. Is that what uh, I remember you not saying craft. before, Sasha? Not
2: on a craft, no, no. 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 Okay. No. we don't. But, well, no. okay. So I I'll had a, a reptilian encounter in 2007, which I talked about in the in the last show that we did. So uh my friend whose um son it was who's the main abductee in the family he was having a bit of a hard time you know when you like when you come out we get we all get death threats we all get told to kill ourselves all the rest of it he's been having a hard time in that respect
0: wait so, wait, wait 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 hold on we got to stop there okay yeah. that's a really upsetting detail
2: well that's um, why he doesn't talk anymore
0: have he you doesn't... been given death threats and told to commit suicide?
2: Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, I'm, you, Paula, put my...
0: as well. No, not me. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. And what? What about... do you
0: think the difference is with that, Sasha? Because you're a public figure. I mean, that's what I would yeah. assume.
3: I think
2: that is it. Yeah, it is. And well, because I outed a fraud and because if I know somebody's a liar, I'll say they're a liar. If somebody Mm -hmm. goes, I've got an implant in my neck and it sets off alarms at airports, I'll go, no, you haven't. And no, you wouldn't. And if you had one in your neck, you wouldn't think it was funny. You would be freaking out about it. And people don't like being talked to like that. They don't Mm -hmm. like... You know, I want the truth. I don't want it. the scene is so polluted with mm-hmm. absolute garbage. If I see someone lying and taking advantage of people or completely conning people, mm-hmm. then I'll point it out. And that's why you either like me or you mm-hmm. literally, you know, want me dead. Uh, so these had, are these had are had individuals.
0: 40s. These aren't uh, alphabet agencies hovering over you, cloak and dagger style, telling you. Well,
2: no, 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 no. This is. This is people, this is the UFO community. This is what the UFO community does to Mm -hmm. its own bread and butter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It it destroys it Mm -hmm. and then replaces it with its own Mm self-importance and its own jibber-jabber. You know, Most of the research, most of the people are researchers. There's very few of us that are like witnesses, abductees who are out there singing this song because we get cannibalized and... By the fakes, basically. So, there's very few of us. Most, most of the abductees I know very rarely talk. I mean, I'm mm. doing some projects now, and they've agreed mm. that they'll do some stuff with me. But as a rule, they don't do public stuff anymore because it's just too dangerous for the mental health. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I've had people handing my address out and calling me a terrorist, and, you know, like somebody threatened to put my windpipe through my spine and end my life uh someone was gonna cut my nose off and shoot my family you know all all sorts of stuff like that yeah and it it's wow
0: okay these are these are uh common things to go through as a witness over there i don't know if we have that here
2: uh it depends but sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah it depends Mm -hmm. on what you like you know there's if you play the game, if you mm. toe the line, if you kiss asses, if mm. you pretend to be a persona and not a real person, um, then, you know, mm. you they'll you're allowed in the club but if you actually want the truth and you forthright and you point out the frauds and it's like oh no I can't. that makes things uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I have to sit with this person in this conference mm-hmm. so you see all these people pumping right. out garbage but when you sat next to them in a conference you're like oh well they're just a normal person and they're quite nice and funny so all of their sins are wiped away because you just see them all the time and mm-hmm. you know, you're all pals now
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's it's rubbish now paula uh, maybe you can expound on this too uh, not only what sasha was saying but um as far as shared experiences with her what's the last experience that you have shared you know it doesn't have to be on a craft obviously but with
3: with sasha we're not we're not being on a craft no um how long ago yeah how long ago did we go to uh anandrew's how long ago was that
2: what year? Po- um it was five before years. Before Poppy,
3: wasn't
2: it? So it must
3: be six years. Mm. About six years. Yeah. Um so, uh, so I'll go into that one then about the okay. Anne Andrews. Okay, so um we talked about going to Anne Andrews, haven't we?
2: Um which her
3: uh, son is, is abductee
2: and well, he was the one that was getting the threats and he wasn't very well. So this is why yeah. we we're going down because you know, to sort of like cheer him up and make him feel, you know, human mm-hmm. again. So yeah. I said to Paula, Look, I said, This is where this happened to me. So please think very, very carefully before you come because I can't guarantee <laughs> your safety at all. And something might happen. And if it does, I'll feel terrible. But you know, she wanted to meet Anne and she wanted to meet Jason. So she was like, Yeah, I'm coming. So we Yeah, and,
3: you know it doesn't matter how many times people tell me no, I'll do it. <laughs> don't press <laughs> the red button.
2: <laughs>
3: that's, that's me basically.
2: But <laughs> so, um,
3: yeah, so she did pre warn well me, did Sasha, and you know I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for whatever happens to you. But because there was a lot going on with uh, Jason anyway, and his you know his interactions with him and it's on his you know his mum's property and that I thought oh they're not going to come after me oh I might be safe for once
2: and I was thinking what are the chances of it (laughs) happening twice nil you know yeah yeah
3: um so we'd set off aren't we and basically so we get there gets there introduces me and Oh, and then Jason's dad scared me because he was stood in the doorway with a pizza box and I screamed in his... <laughs> I screamed in his face. Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, um, you know, we were eating in that one way, she said, right, staying. is it Jason's old bedroom? <clears throat> yeah. Now, was this...
2: I went to the loo the and I came night, I downstairs. Everything was really weird. So yeah. I just took myself off to bed. Yeah. So I wasn't there for all of this. I was like, is, right. don't want to know.
3: Don't <laughs> want to know. That was strange. But um, I was sat um, in a corner on one of those like leather high back chairs and I'm sure it was green. I, I don't know why that colour sticks in my head that this chair were green but irrelevant to what's going to happen. But... Um, she had some visitors round, didn't she, did Anne, Jason's mum. James um, and Lynn, yeah. James and Lynn, I know there were another two.
2: The, Chris, somebody, I can't remember, yeah.
3: Right, so um, bearing in mind that I really didn't know these people at all and I'd only just met Anne that day. So, you know, they they tried talking me in a conversation and, you know, I'm like, I don't know what you're on about, but I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So um it kind of felt like I would going how would you say it? Going into another reality. It it, it it's like everything just kinda of like that and uh it's like, like they were there in front of me, talking away. Sat down, there were two sofas, one the one facing. This way and facing that way, mm-hmm. and it was like all of a sudden they became miles away, and but yet they were so close. Even the voices sounded so distant, but yet they were so close, and it was like I was switching into some, you know, switching into another reality. Perhaps I don't know what it was.
2: Well, you were pitching forward and you're going. I feel like something's trying to like post- yeah,
3: this is I'm building up to that, yeah. That's
2: when I ran away.
3: <laughs> and um, this is when I was started to kind of switch in over into this other reality. I don't know what it was. And it did feel weird. And uh, I tried escaping from it. I stood up and I moved about, moved with cushion. I thought, if I get out, it, it, maybe this feeling will go. But it didn't. So... I thought, well, I don't just want to walk off. I'd feel a bit rude, you know, so I kind of sat there and put up with it. And they were still talking, but it was just jumbled up to me. And I was watching them, uh, but it was just all jumbled up noise. And all of a sudden, um, I felt this, like, a pushing in my lower back. Like, you know when you're sat on the bus and you've got, Someone with either long knees or a kid that's kicking back back at bus seat, and um it was very much like that, and it was only slight at first, and then it as every minute it so be getting stronger to a point where it felt like two hands were pushing, and uh it was going but the what did you say what lynn's Lynn's partner or Lynn's partner James. James. And he must have picked up on me feeling like this or seeing me lean forward, you know, and then go back. Um, and he said, let it through. And I'm like, well, what the hell is he on about letting it through? What am I letting through? And, and I said, I can feel, I can feel somewhat pushing me back. And um, yes, yeah, so he's saying, let it through, blah, blah, blah. And they're all kind of sat there watching me. Um, so I, I made, a, I felt a bit intimidated by the, all this watching, but anyway, I just couldn't hold it back. It was so powerful, this thing that was trying to push me lower back, um, that it, I actually, at one point, I flung forward, and I pushed kind of managed to get back again, and I just said, I can't hold it any longer. And I felt this entire thing come into my body um, <coughs> coming to my body, it was like we've been overtaken by something. I can't describe what, how the feeling was, but it, it was there, it was definitely there. And I, I saw this body come out of me, and this, I'm looking now at this bum. <laughs> Right in front of my face with long chunky, so it's a bit higher. So I'm looking slightly up at this whoever's bum, but his legs were right chunky. His thighs, chunky thighs, it wasn't fat, it was muscular. And but his from like kneecaps, well, no lower, maybe half, half, that, half halfway down his calf, mingled into my legs. So they were through my legs and, uh, and I, I would just say, but it was like as if when I looked up, his head, it he's it, got his head down like that because he don't want to touch roof, even though he's just walked through me. And I know damn well that even if his head touched the roof, he'd go through it with no problem. You That's
2: what I was laying mm-hmm. in bed. That its head would have been in my body.
0: Oh, yeah. got you. So you were upstairs, yeah. a flight. I
2: was. That's I so. was right mm-hmm. above Paula in the yeah. bedroom, in the bed. So,
3: you know, it, why is he crouching his head down? Why has he got his head down? Mm-hmm. Because he's so tall. He's got his head down, but yet he's just walked through my body. So he's not going to have a problem putting his head through mm-hmm. the ceiling. You know. So I I couldn't understand that bit. But But when
2: I saw it from the back, I didn't see its head, either it had its head down. Yeah. And neither of us saw its face. Neither of us have seen its face. No,
3: no. And what I saw of it, it was a grey colour, but uh, when it kind of, it stepped out of my legs, so it's size, not, it stepped one forward, another forward. And it basically, it's tucked two strides and it it stood at the back of Anne, well, the side of Anne. And what I'm looking at, when it moves, it's like an iridescent, so it looks different, slightly different colours. Even though the the total is grey, but there's also a slightly tinge of different colours as well when it moves about, so it's slightly iridescent. Um, but I can't see any wrinkles. I can't see any. I don't. I can't explain any anything more than you what described.
2: It as looking like plasticine,
3: plasticine, yeah, plasticine, and it got to Anne, and, I, for, and it put its hand on its shoulder. And I knew it wasn't a grey, as you would see a normal grey with there. And I know them. I've seen it enough times. But I knew it wasn't that, even though it was a grey, but iridescent colours towards it. Um, And it put its hand, right, muscular, sort of, Mm -hmm. but slender, um, and on Anne's shoulder. And I looked at Anne, and I said, it wants you. And she... Now, if this was a load of rubbish, she's not automatically going to say, go like that and look up to it, knowing exactly where that head was. I, I could have said any shoulder. And she went, get off my shoulder, looked up at it, and she went like that. How did she know it was that one and not that one? How did she know where that, it could have been stood there, but it, wasn't, it was exactly where. I'd seen it and said
0: that it wants you how visible um, is this to you this experience is this is there any kind of dream state quality to it no
3: no not so ever
0: mm-hmm. not
3: soever. um it's just as this, this thing in what I'm looking at is just as solid as whoever is ever mm-hmm. gonna be in the room with me.
2: Mm-hmm. The atmosphere was so different in that room because I'd been up to the toilet. I walked atmosphere. down, I walked down the stairs and I walked into the living room and I kind of stood there and I looked around and I remember putting my hand on my lip like this. And then I walked through the living room through the other yeah. door and yeah. I went all the way around and mm-hmm. I went straight upstairs and I got straight into bed in the dark in that room mm-hmm. where I'd been taken before on my and uh, went to bed on my own. But with the light of, out. With the light out. I don't sleep with the light out. It was like, mm-hmm. it was just like, my body, I just went, no, mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a bad, I don't, that wasn't, that was not like me. Because why would I drive for mm-hmm. f- five or no, six, seven hours to get there, to just go to bed when all this goes off?
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. So, while he's talking, talking to this um thing <laughs> um, she's saying no you're not having Jason I don't want to talk to you get off my shoulder go away I to, uh, to my left is the door and then directly behind to that right is the staircase going up isn't it? and I could see through that dividing wall a grey coming down the steps which was what I call my little grey, the Danny DeVito. And it's coming down the steps holding mm-hmm. um, a gold balloon. So now uh, this is going to sound really strange, but it's like those, those two, my grey and that thing, which I, I think was a reptilian, um, could not see each other. I don't know whether that's just me thinking that, or using my grey as a, as a, some sort of decoy. I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So he comes downstairs and he's quite happy. He's like, it's only very little. It's about maybe four, four foot tall, and um, quite happily coming downstairs and he's holding this, what looks like a, a, sh- a shimmery golden balloon. And I knew it wasn't a balloon, and he tried passing it to me. And I'm like, no, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. But I'm trying to look at this thing and see what them lot are talking about. And he's kind of coaxing me, you know, take this balloon, you know. And I knew, I just knew it wasn't a balloon. It was more of a live, um, it wasn't swirly inside or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It had a movement to it um it not bobbling about like a balloon would do when you move it. it was mm-hmm. it had some kind of movement to it, and it was gold sparkly, shimmery, and I just I blatantly just refused to take this gold balloon and off he went back upstairs. it kind of gave me a now the door look at, yeah, they have the the normal blank expression, you know what I mean? But I can feel their expressions as an energy. So when I say, kind of looked at me a bit bemused and a bit pissed off, it wasn't his face that was showing that expression, it was his energy that was showing that Mm -hmm. expression, yeah. And so off he went, upstairs. I don't know where it went from there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I really can't remember. Sorry.
0: Is this, to, is this heading it? towards your room, Sasha? I mean, it is. Is it, it's in your vicinity where this gray's headed back to?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. And so do you remember anything?
2: I was out of it, completely out of it. So you mean, asleep. when you say
0: out of it, you, you're almost like in a hypnotic state. I've, of gone, that...
2: I've gone to bed and it just completely mm-hmm. shut down. Mm-hmm yeah,
0: and this is a common theme that we've heard over and over for experiencers that you know have a mutual experience with either a small number of people or a large number of people, yeah. and they seem to either sleep extremely hard, you can't wake them up or yeah. they are suddenly turned into these you know sheeple.
2: Well, yeah. Paul, Anne's husband, Jason's dad. Anne and Jason and their and their brother they all had experiences, and Jason would freak out. This is as a child, so Paul, his dad, would try and sit in the room and stay awake. And every single time anything went on, Paul was never involved. He was always spackle out like a light. It, nothing, you know, he couldn't protect his family. He couldn't stay awake. Jason would be shouting at him, you fell asleep again, the bean, you fell asleep, you didn't protect me. You know, And there was nothing he could do to stay awake. They would just knock him out. So I think that yeah. is what happened to me.
0: Okay, now earlier, Sasha, you were talking about implants. Is that something that you and Paula haven't experienced?
2: No.
3: Oh, I've had an insertion in my spine at the bottom, but I'm not I, sure whether I had is.
2: all those puncture know. marks and bruises on the back of my arm, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Don't know, mm-hmm. but they see, I won't, this but I will. This mm-hmm. reptilian thing—it didn't end there. There, we
0: haven't finished it okay, yet. No, go ahead. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's 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 Yeah, let's go back to the moment where the, the grey went upstairs.
3: Yes, right. So, um, Anne is still telling this thingy you not having Jason, and and I don't recall much more from there. But I remember we all kind of dispersed, and uh, it was time for bed, and. So I don't remember that bit there, you know, up to going to bed. And I get into bed and I would, when I got into the bedroom, I remember thinking, why is Sasha in the dark? I'd opened the door and it was pitch black in the bedroom. And I knew that she had the same feeling as me that we have to have the light coming through the bedroom or yeah. a light on. You know, and and you're like,
2: we, I need to better see what's in the room.
3: Yeah, same with me. Otherwise I'm just totally freaked out. And that I that crossed my mind a bit. And I did think, why is she in dark? You know, I, I just couldn't figure that one out. But anyway, so I opened the bedroom door hoping that Sasha wouldn't wake up and say, Well, you shut that door, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so but she was that far gone anyway. So um uh, I get sent a bed, I've opened the door a little bit and I'm continuously drawn to looking at these wardrobes thinking, God, I hope something do not come out in that, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I have drifted off into a sleep. Next minute, I'm laying, The Sasha sat up in bed and it's like it switched from one thing to other. Sasha is sat. Upright on the bed, and I have I'm leaning, got my stomach on the bed, um with my arms like that, and my legs up flailing about in air, and my feet and the window, and we and we now we're talking away, so my is about a foot between my feet and the window fill, yeah. And I'm, me and Sasha are talking away, but as we're talking, Sasha is going in oh, a kind of a what'd you call a trance like state? Very slowly. Um I'm it, so it's me that's talking it like nothing's wrong. You know, in normal circumstances I'd say, Are you all right, Sasha? You know, you know, eyes are kind of glaring into nothingness, heads starting to droop and I didn't, I just carried on talking like nothing, nothing were any different and um, all of a sudden she's just like that, just staring basically in nothingness I'm talking and she kind of looks like that towards me, turns really slow, didn't say a word, no facial expression, nothing there whatsoever, and she looks at me like that, and straight away I said to her, It's there, isn't it? And she kind of it was just, no, and I nice turned slowly. And there was the same little grey stood by my feet, the same sight as the window ledge, and um, it's got this sym- sympathetic, Energy coming across with that energy, I knew that some of gonna kick off at that moment. But as soon as I thought that I knew I was something grabbed my feet, I couldn't see behind me, I couldn't I would I would just run straight to Sasha. Sasha's basically out of it, gone, gone, her eyes shut the lot. Her head and her, her chin is on a chest. And she's basically sat like that. Um, They've grabbed me feet, not me ankles, um, around the middle of my feet. And all of a sudden, I've I got this feeling and I'm backwards. And so I'm going basically backwards by my feet. And uh, it was so quick, so fast. And... Um, Then it gets to the pane of glass. I have no time to think at all, none, none. There's no thought there. And I get to, I seize the pane of glass from my peripheral view, coming in, going in, getting closer, till it gets to about there. And it's everything just slowed right down. And um, as it's slowing down, it's, it's... It's like going through syrup, you know, not that I've ever put my head in syrup, but that's the, that's the, that's the feeling that I get, you know, it's a gloopy sort of, Mm -hmm. and um, but yeah, as it gets to here, where my eyes are, I could see it was great, it was like a fine membrane, really fine, 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 fine membrane, and it, but it didn't stop at the wall where where the walls would stop in the room, it it was if I could see it just carrying on and on and on and on. You mean like your walls...
2: eye, yeah, eyeballs had melded with the glass, and it was just
3: yeah yeah, but it was grey membrane and not glass. And and when it kind of got, I could see it kind of closing in like this, but but it, it just like like that and. It had gone back to glass and gone. I was gone. I'm at a 45 degree angle going backwards. But yeah, I had my night night dress on, my night shirt. Now, something going that speed, it was like doing 400 mile an hour and got not going anywhere. (laughs) And something doing that speed, I'm going backwards. My night dress should have been over my head you know what I mean, it, it should have gone like this, and I know it's still, it's still, and I'm just going up, 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 and I'm watching Sasha through the window, and Sasha's still like that, like this, and then I'm beginning to see outside the house, and I'm beginning to see the garden and that, and then all of the house comes in, uh, Play and there's a field behind it and the road in front. I'm still going 400 mile an hour, and it's it, but yet yeah, it seems to be taking ages to go to get to the middle of the field. At the speed that I was going at, I should have been somewhere in Liverpool, you know. It, and that's when I realised speed, uh, time, and distance do not make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't exist and it kind of all kind of started going black from there and that's it I don't remember anything else about that
2: and then but I woke up
3: then, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Paula <laughs> <Nick>. like there <laughs> like, yeah. Asher, Asher. I was like what oh god something's happened something's I was well what it was is I was on top of me with her yeah. face this far mm-hmm. away from mine shouting no. in my face <laughs>
3: Yeah, now that, how that started was in the middle of the night, when I said that, I don't remember how after that, so I, I don't know whether I went in a craft. You know, I don't know whether I actually moved anywhere, but mm-hmm. when I was looking down, my body is not on that bed. Mm-hmm. So so that bit's blacked out from there, and then I get up in the middle of the night, or really early morning, I, I'm not sure, and well, I goes, I'm busting for toilet. So I go to the toilet, and it just it me, what? Has happened
2: but when I got into bed. Right, I walked in the room, I got in the bed on that side. When I woke up, I was on that side. When she came mm. to bed and I thought I'd gone up and fallen asleep, I was on this mm-hmm. side of the bed. When yeah, I woke up with that, her on top of me, shouting in my face, I was on this side of the bed. Tied. Yeah,
3: and how is that possible? But um, you saw, I'd gone to the toilet, and I'm actually sat on the toilet. That's when it hit me that everything happened boom, it was like a brick a bricks bashing me in brain <laughs> and it was like I just shot out of that toilet straight in the bedroom and I jumped on the bed
2: and I go, Sasha, Sasha <laughs> I,
3: was
1: going, I went we'll oh,
2: my god. oh my god, I knew this was a bad idea I knew I shouldn't have brought you oh my god
3: <laughs> no sympathy whatsoever
2: not, not, are you alright
3: <laughs> so I I'm in within the floods of tears. I thought, well, she's half asleep. I've just done that. And I tries to go out. I'd, I'd obviously
2: been through something mm-hmm. that, that little grey kept coming upstairs. I was on a different side of the bed. Something had gone on. So, whatever it you know, like I had something going on when you woke me up like that. And I was, yeah. you know, something had happened. But I'd, all I remember is a dream of being above, not the house. Mm -hmm. I could see the, well, I was outside and I was in the air and I could see the the little Victorian light that Anne's got by her back porch door. Mm -hmm. And I was over Paul's black car that has got the MIB UFO uh,
0: license plate.
2: So that's all I remember. There's just a little snippet of being in midair. But obviously so, uh, something had happened because I, I'd gone to bed on one side and woke up on the other with Paula screaming in my face, which was a room.: i was away.
3: horrified. I'm was, I was just horrified. I've never yeah. been that
2: scared. Well, I did that to Alice. Same way. I, I woke up in that room after what had happened to me. I had somebody go to the toilet. It was Alice. I ran out of that room. Like I mean I had literally bright red hair at the time I must have looked like probably the scariest Screaming banshee mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god And so we, neither of us have gone yeah. back We love Anne dearly And Jason I, I'm it's, just scared uh, to go back to the house
3: I'll do it again because I'm an idiot <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well that's oh, interesting my. Now if you had the choice Would you guys want to remember some of these details That you can't
2: I remember remember all my experience. I remember what happened to me when I, well, not all of it, but I remember a lot of what happened when Mm -hmm. I was there and I'd gone on my, and I was in that room on my Mm -hmm. own. Uh, But with what went on with Paula, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I don't even know. I went to the loo, come down from the toilet, what's in that room? And I just, Mm -hmm. something just changed in me like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I and it was, I remember walking through the room really kind of slowly and just yeah. brain was just got to bed, got to bed, got to bed. Mm-hmm. So I just went straight, come down the stairs, walk through. There's a door, another room, the kitchen, you know, you looking, back, mm-hmm. like a loop. You go then, on a loop and I just went straight upstairs. So I don't know what that gray was doing coming up and downstairs,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I know. And but it to or me, I, it or was... how
2: I ended up on the other side of the bed, don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that to part, me, that part that part there, Sasha, I'm trying to figure out why that's unusual that you wouldn't roll over to the other side of the bed. I'm trying to figure out why that's so unusual. Tell me, help me with that.
2: Because I don't really move when I'm asleep. I've gone to bed and, then, and then on one side of the bed to find myself yeah. like completely at the other side of the bed and not mm-hmm. just in the middle. No, it's okay.
3: Just, yeah. And another thing is when when I go to sleep, I cannot sleep on my back. And when I did wake up, I was on my back, I had my arms crossed over like that, and my ankles were crossed over each other as well. Wow. And why would I be that position? I, I have no idea. I, I I can't sleep on my back, it kills me. So, you know, to wake up like that, um, it's just a total thing in itself. And, my, and
2: that's my natural instinct is to go to that side of the bed mm-hmm. and I sleep. On my left side. Mm-hmm. So to be over there, well, mm-hmm. it's just not—it's just not right.
0: Now, Paula, you seem more like a risk taker. Um, Sasha, yeah. do you have to reel her back in? And does she does she, does she, does she listen? I just do my own <laughs> thing anyway. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. like Paula, she'll have she's she's got ghosts wandering through her house. EVPs. Mm. I'm going, Paula. You need the time to. Tell them to get out do you know what I, I mean, I
3: mean at the end of the day i'm not thinking so, uh, oh yeah it's all love and mm-hmm. roses it's definitely not
2: mm-hmm. but we sit in her <laughs> living room and we sit there with a, with a recorder and we're recording each other talking because this is when stuff kicks off and one time we were listening to ourselves to see if anything had gone on and she, she just shouted oh effing hell, punched me in the leg and jumped up in the air i was like what she said, I just saw this thing come, boom, like that, boom, and it stood right in front of you. See,
3: I, yeah, I saw it, you felt like, it.
2: I didn't, yeah. and so she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, i putting the kettle on. So she put mm-hmm. the kettle on, so I start recording, and I'm stood next to Paula, and she's making a cup of tea, and I got a shudder, you know, and you go, uh, and I did that, and I went, oh, I just shuddered. She said, do you what? Mm-hmm. I said, I just shuddered. And as I said that, his voice goes, "As he says." Something we yeah. can't figure out what it says, but I,
3: it was. Great. But I did um, a recording not so long ago, didn't I? And uh, yeah. you I got had a, the. I a come full conversation. I had a full conversation, mm-hmm. a and a full the conversation with.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I say, well, I, I, don't. When I sleep at her house, I sleep with the light on, all of it <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: Like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. My my door in the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Open a bit but
0: do your opinions of the greys differ do you both agree um, on what they are or do you know
3: i have no idea what they are and that's my opinion <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: i have I theories
2: yeah, yeah yeah we, we have theories, theories. that's we talk it about stuff don't we I mean, like the clone factor they say the greys say we are one with one who is all now i don't yeah. know if that means they are the same as the original whatever that they all became or if that's supposed to mean the consciousness that is, you know, the awareness that people call um, God just, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So I don't know if we are one with one who is all is say, like if there was a load of clones of me, they would all say, we yeah. are one with one who we is all because that would be mm-hmm. me. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I don't
0: know. Is that but, a common uh, thing for witnesses to describe that statement? I we're one. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say yeah. Because I've had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that a te- telepathic message? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, the generally they don't they talk ta- the mm-hmm.
3: telepathic, but I can mm-hmm. communicate telepathic in that life, not now. <laughs> so well, we it, do. Me and Sasha do, but we do mm-hmm. it. It's a not type. on
2: purpose, it's just like mm-hmm.
3: yeah. We can say about the same subject. Mm-hmm. We might not talk for two months, might we? But yeah, mm-hmm. you'd see it on Facebook and it's basically the same subject that we've just thought about mm-hmm. and pings up at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, eh,
2: you know how can we be talking about the same thinking about the same thing at the same time? But lots of that. <laughs> Even
3: though we can't see each other's because mm-hmm. we've just typed it out and it's being put up at exact same time. Mm-hmm. so you know, it's stuff like
2: that and I' done that a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah With the state of everything going on globally, what's unfolded, uh, the burgeoning of a police state. We're watching it mm. unfold here in America. I don't yeah. think we have long before it's inserted into the Pacific Northwest where I live, probably less yeah. than seven days. So by the time I get this video up, it will have already started um i feel as though things also are going to start happening as far as the supernatural is concerned at the same moment do you guys feel the same way because here we are in the wake of disclosure everything that happened at the uss nimitz which is parked right off uh, the base here in bremerton washington where they had the giant flap off the coast of san diego and commander favor came forward and um now we kind of know the story but do you guys agree with me? And I want to have you speak to that about um, things that will start to happen that just seem so awe-inspiring, so incredible. Have you got any messages about the... No, not... I not.
3: I add, well, no, but what I can say is that um, we all have, uh, most of us have prophetic um, things that happen, and mine was I'd gone to bed as normal I would one night and I've gone into a lucid dreaming. Mean, is it lucid? Is it, you know, I always question that. I can never say that it's actually real. And um, I walks out at the top of the street I mean, and my street's normal, but, and then I get onto the main road and it's like as if a bomb's hit it. It's um, this just destruction and it's just outside on the main road destruction buildings have collapsed. I can hear water running, this smoke coming out. And as I'm looking up the road, it's exactly the same up as what it is down. It's just like you've just gone through a war zone. And the um I see I've never really seen a disc UFO, a black disc UFO and it one I could see one coming down and that didn't bother me. What came next was the black helicopter and just totally black helicopter, black windows, whatever it had. And it wasn't unusual, and I've done this so many times, it's not the usual helicopter noise. It is an helicopter noise, but it's not, it's an unusual sound. Uh, It's quieter and, you know, like, they normally go to do, 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 It a bit, bit slower, uh, even though they're faster. And mm. I hear this, uh, where I'm stood, the windows of this house, cottage, have gone through. <clears throat> so this curtain blowing in a bit of a breeze. And there's a curtain on the floor in all this rubble. And I hear this, the disk is now there but the helicopter's up there and in the core of my head, not through my ears, not in my brain, right in the core, i ears hide now. And I just dived down, I knew what to do. It was like instinct straight down and put the um, curtain over my head and I could I could see through the material. And this helicopter, this black helicopter goes straight past, and then again the disc come back that way and I knew I had to be afraid of the black helicopter and not the flying disc it mm-hmm. I just knew it was the helicopter that terrified me, not the disc mm-hmm. so.
2: I've had uh, dreams think, like that where I've been leading people, and I've known exactly what to do, like tactical yeah. maneuvers, like a, like a soldier. There's had training, you know, mm-hmm. hide here, stop, wait, you know, go, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I've woken up, I thought, How did I know how to do all of that? I don't, yeah. sit and, I don't yeah. sit and watch, like. Um, movies with soldiers in all the time and I've don't I haven't figured out all the hand signals and all this (laughs) like I seem to know when I'm asleep you know I'd forgotten about that but I do remember and I could Mm. hear a really loud metallic Mm. clunking like something was moving Mm. around Uh, and it was uh, Samantha Carr and Sarah Dean and um, a few other people that I used to talk to like years and years ago Um, and and we were all kind of like hiding in these broken bits of building and I was I was the leader taking everybody to safety and I knew exactly what to do and when to do it Uh,
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: don't know what that is probably just a dream. (laughs) Sasha speak
0: to the voice of someone like a Stephen Greer Dr. Greer that talks about there being some kind of great deception coming our way after a global pandemic do you believe uh, those words from him. It's always no, been
2: a, that's a, great, he, a I, <laughs> I, am, I I find him appalling. Actually, yeah. I think that he's a complete con artist, yeah. rip off merchant, selling people their own information back to them. Stupid laser beam, sky watching BS. I wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to a single word he ever said. Oh, I believe it, and and his every everything's benevolent mm-hmm. is absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not at all.
0: Okay, so, so you don't believe any uh, part of his doctrine as it relates to there being some kind of psyop coming globally from the, the psyop's
2: sky. been running the whole time that mm-hmm. the yeah. UFOs have been known about. Mm-hmm. You know, him saying that it's like saying you know. Um, we breathe oxygen. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he's stating know. the obvious all the time. All right. he's doing is taking everything that people like we say and selling right. it back to people like us. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: right. So he packages it dip underneath the fact that he has connections and. He's a doctor. I mean, we yeah, see that. And all half the time. of the
2: people in the mm-hmm. disclosure project have ended up being debunked as fake. And mm-hmm. he never comes out and says, We have to write that person off. We have to write that person off. And mm-hmm. he's a liar and he's a liar. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, let's just uh, move on and not think of it. Mm-hmm. And all the money that they want and all the money that they're always asking for. And then you see him going, Oh, we need another 50,000. Oh, why? Because mm-hmm. 50,000 is going to bring disclosure, is it? Uh, no, it's not. Because not giving a, an ordinary person money is not going to make the mm-hmm. government tell us what's going on. Yeah. They're just con artists. Just,
0: well, sh- and now, would you call the Greys con artist?
2: Well, yeah, they're mm-hmm. the biggest deceivers yeah. that, that mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. the universe. Wouldn't believe anything that they say. I wouldn't believe anything that you think you've seen when you've mm-hmm. been with them. Wouldn't believe anything that they tell you. They are the great deceivers. And they tell you what they want.
0: They know how
2: you're gonna respond. And, and if they know that you're not gonna respond in a way that they want you to, or that mm-hmm. they can sort of con you into, then they will control your behavior mm-hmm. by taking your autonomy away from you. Mm-hmm. Like when they came to me and they were very obviously doing something to the people in the rest of the house, mm-hmm. yet they completely immobilized me. I've gone, like I said, I've gone and done Kung Fu because I've got kids. I was a single mom. So I'm like a wild animal in a cage here being poked with a stick. So you bet. Like Daryl Sims calls him the alien hunter or killer or whatever. I totally relate to that. And people go, oh, you've got to stop being so negative. Mm -hmm. You've just got to raise your vibration to be that above ET (laughs) technology. Well, I've just got two things to say to that. I'm not saying them, but basically Mm -hmm. there's no Mm -hmm. way. There's no way. If you're in the presence of a great, you're going to do what it will let you do.
0: Yeah. And that's it. Well, what about any kind of benevolent ET that's contacted you? I know you say you haven't been contacted by uh, anything that you would describe as airy, fairy, benevolent, Sasha. But, Paula, what about you? Have you been reached out by anything that has enlightened you or empowered you? No,
3: no, no. No, I know. It, I know I'm, one
2: person who had a really, really sort of wholesome, mm-hmm. like you know, like love-filled experience, and she's not. She's never stopped crying because she'll never have that again. So you can't be touched by this,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. uh, not be you
3: as know. Mu- as much as that little grey might be there at some times. Um, is it's really old and wrinkly and mm-hmm. but shows me things you know it tells me things but I don't feel Mm -hmm. I don't feel enlightened by it but I don't feel horrified by it either Mm -hmm. I'm just neutral to Mm -hmm. it you
0: know so. Is there anything that you've done that has kept them away? To just What's the and come, they might stay. come back <laughs> no. I mean do you have a, you don't have a mantra you don't burn sage, you don't set your intentions but Nothing against... like
2: that works nothing, anger. No, nothing. Anger. No, nothing. religious like, icons, it, nothing. nothing nothing like that, no no no, no. no I think no. Uh, I scared them off for a little while because I threatened to kill myself to them mm-hmm. and said that you know because you know, if they've been if they've been interacting with a person for a long time, mm-hmm. that person is obviously of value in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said I was going to kill myself and mm-hmm. it stopped for a while.
0: Have you both been to the brink of suicide?
2: No, I. Haven't. I have. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. It's I, 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 happened, I, I, for years, for years, I just didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to be alive.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I, kind of got. I might have got to that stage eventually if I hadn't yeah. contacted Sasha, but I think mm-hmm. I caught Sasha at the, we, mm-hmm. we caught each other at the right time really, didn't we?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was when, when I met you, I was, I was ready to drive my car into a brick wall at high speed. Yeah. I'd had enough. I'd had it. I think I'd had it. you
3: had to hear my story mm-hmm. to start recovering from your own. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Because I'd started having the greys, I didn't know anything about them, and they, like, at least with the reptilians, Mm. I I didn't feel, you know, I was scared, but when I look back, Mm. nothing really bad happened, it was just about a reaction to an unusual situation. But with the greys, I knew that they'd been there, and I knew I could feel them, I don't know how, I just knew, Mm -hmm. and I called them chicken shit cowards, Mm -hmm. hiding, you know, challenged them to show themselves, and they did
0: I'm going to show you ladies, something here, so in order for me to do this um I'm gonna pause the recording here, so let me bring this up here. I'm just going to pause it and then we'll yeah there we go now we'll do it this way yeah okay, so daryl sims uh and I uh worked uh together over the weekend, and you brought him up sasha
2: all right so, okay
0: um one of the things that um We had to go on here in the little town of Oregon was dealing with uh, cryptids, a haunted house, and in particular, a lot of UFO activity. And we called this place the Al Moon Lab. And Daryl was very curious about these pictures here. Um, One of the bedrooms, the guest bedroom, was also the place where the teenage son committed suicide after he left this family home. Uh, a friends of mine ended up buying this house, and one day they found these chalky white handprints near the doorknob. Uh, this is, of course, this the black light showing it, and then here is us dusting for prints. But have you guys ever seen handprints, uh, white chalky handprints in particular? Only on
3: no, I've just I've had fingerprints and finger lines on my body, but not.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
3: never really took much notice uh, whether they've been on me doors or mm-hmm. you know i've never looked into that but you know bruising yeah, but, a lot of bruising and marks
2: okay, oh, causing so it, bruises yeah right, yeah so this bruises. is from
0: uh this is from daryl Sims. so in the lower left hand corner you're kind of describing what the red hand that says "Chile brazil um has a, a mark on it on the guy's abdomen and again on the woman's arm to the right mm. but um in particular these prints here Um, have seemed to show up at other people's places on, before, during an abduction. Have you guys never seen anything like that?
2: No. Not that I can
0: remember. Okay. Well, it's always... uh, That is
2: really creepy,
3: though. It is, isn't it? But then things, then on the white, the white uh, white fingers look like
0: pads. yeah so the ones on the right are daryl sims pictures the one on the left on the door is the one that i i found with uh the homeowner and there was Mm -hmm. a lot of uh similar uh activity at this property that uh, we were all a part of and i mean you guys are saying so many things this idea that the uh you know that these portals open or these vibrational shifts start to happen or there's the place has already been priorly geomanced on some degree where there's activity mm-hmm. due to some kind of ritual or uh geology mm-hmm. uh, wh- ghosts uFOs cryptids um, wh- why do you what the hell's going on in your opinion and and uh you know is there any way for people let's say someone wants to enjoy this activity they want to they want to experience what you guys have experienced. What would you tell them <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so because you 'cause you'll lose your mind. You lose yeah, your you, it, your whole it. life. Your whole life. You malfunction. Therefore, your life malfunctions. You know, you you, you end up in a mess. Uh joining the UFO community, shut to open doors because everything got mm-hmm. ten times worse as soon as mm-hmm. I started flapping in the mouth uh on the internet. Um definitely uh no, you don't wanna be me. That's all I can say. That's a, same way,
0: yeah. You feel the same way, Polly? Even though you like uh, to poke I the do. bear, I mean, you you like to get in there with a sharp stick and poke the bear.
3: <laughs> um, how how do I feel about? It? No, no, I don't want anybody to be me. It's it's unique to me anyway. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I've gone through because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, like Sasha, would them at the brink I think I'm because I'm a strong person mentality um that I have actually I can sit here now and talk about it but other than that it's the most idiotic thing to want to even think about wanting to be taken or you know
2: yeah it's it's felt like a violation because there's no way that I'm agreed to any of that no way
3: And then that say that you know you could signed the contract. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't think so.
0: so. (laughs) Daryl Daryl Sims calls it a form of kidnapping and it it is. is. It's right. It is. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. It is. So people that call
0: themselves experiencers, because you're not no longer abducted, you're an enlightened experiencer, right? Well, why
2: aren't we returnees? abductees what's yeah,
0: that even mean? returnees that's just
2: that's return. just that moment well, of I the heard entire that
0: term, thing returnees okay
2: well why not why not if we're gonna right. be abductees why not returnees we've
0: got to, to come
3: back adult. haven't we we're not we're not abducted and that's it we are what we well, mm. what
2: does that even mean that is just the act term of, it, so mm. what goes on behind that mm. I mean that word I don't know i I hate I it. don't even
3: know what to call myself anyway I mean, oh. only thing that I just go with it on the contact abductee, abduct you know what? Whatever. Experience, I don't uh, like yeah. experience, uh, but we because we don't even know what it is. How can we put an actual word to it? You know. So.
2: And and, and the the interference with the nether regions, you know, yeah. like if anybody else does that, it's called rape, mm-hmm. So. And we have to be okay with this we have to be okay well we're never going to be okay with it mm-hmm. but this is the stuff we have to contain mm-hmm. while you know living our lives which mm-hmm. are come with their own ups mm-hmm. and downs anyway do you know what i mean and um... uh it's uh, it's it's not something that i would mm-hmm. people think oh i would handle it I, I would talk to them I would do this I would do that it's like yeah you think you would okay you? Mm-hmm. sorry no you
3: know, no well you will not be able it's to, like you? my it's like my friend and uh, she's right she's right church goer you know sits there reading bible do what you want to do but me personally no mm-hmm. and she did say I know how to handle it I know how to and this is you know a person who's mm-hmm. never ever seen anything
2: Pray
3: to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she says, just pray to Jesus or whatever she said. And I'm like, I knew you were going to say oh, that. Oh, why didn't we think it? of that? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. no, it's tried it all. It, <laughs> if, it, if they're going to come, they're going to come. It doesn't matter what you do.
0: You know. Right. But knowing so the- that there's people out there that feel like they're just as honest brokers as both of you. And they've had... Um, experiences that aren't traumatic they feel enlightened by these experiences Do you? I mean you kind of got the short end of the stick as far as these experiences are going I mean big time so where yeah. do you put them in the category do you put them in the bullshit Stockholm category
2: Syndrome.
3: Stockholm Syndrome, Syndrome. Okay. yeah definitely I think that's more me than you in it because survival have, um, mm.
2: some of them maybe have good experiences sorry can't relate good for you nice one yeah happy i've never you.
3: had a good one but i don't
2: uh, and they're all allowed to talk about it but we are not allowed to be are you being negative I'll stop being so negative sorry you know, know like well
0: how is that re- is. how is that received in the public's eye at conferences where they want to have uh, the enlightened version of contact you're not coming packaged with that so are you blacklisted are you both uh yes
2: well, not blacklisted, but you know, um, I've got a reputation <laughs> for being blonde and the ice queen. And it's like, well, what do you expect? I've been tortured practically my entire life. I've had the, I have literally run for my life. Uh, at one mm. point, I was so scared I couldn't even see. And they've messed with all of my family, and and mm. I've not been able to protect them. And they've done terrible things. Uh, I've seen terrible things I don't even talk about all of what I've seen and been through and I have to keep all that contained while listening Mm. to people telling me you just need to raise your vibration to be that over ET technology just shut up don't even come near me with that stuff you know what I mean so uh, people leave me alone if they don't want their delusions Mm -hmm. you know popping Um, but you know I'm not being mean I'm just saying sorry can't relate and yes I find it very hard to believe people saying, oh, I've been abducted every night. Well, we've had spates of be- being taken, but people are reckoning they're taken every single night for the whole life. Why? Why? What for? What yeah. so, you know, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Oh, well, no, you're not. I don't believe you. Jim mm-hmm. Sparks. Yeah. No, right off. Not having it. All that kind of stuff. Or that, I'm I'm special. I'm in a I'm in an ET school.
0: I'm -hmm. whatever. But knowing Sasha Paula that you guys have been introduced to what I would call a secret school, even if you feel that it's tortured you to a degree here, you're in a privileged spot of information. If you had the choice, would you want to unlearn all this, even knowing the negative? No. No. Okay. So, I, yeah. I want to
2: know the actuality of life. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
0: you would take the red. <laughs> and pill. this is all yeah. part of life, mm-hmm. all day yeah. long. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, all day long. Mm-hmm.
0: What I you will... alluded to earlier, too, Paula, about you having uh, an inherent ability, psychic powers. Have you guys both noticed any kind of amplitude with any connection or higher?
3: Mm, no, it comes in waves,
0: doesn't it, Sasha? A higher? Um...
2: Oh, what do you mean by a higher power?
0: Well, intuition, let's just call it that.
2: Or yeah, telepathy.
0: That. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, look, right, listen. So we've all, we've all had these experiences from being children, and you can teach a child sign language before the child can speak. So mm. telepa- telepathy is not even speaking. You don't have to learn anything. It's just... I mean, so if it's they've been taking us... It, psychic ability is telepathy and empathy. Yeah. So yeah, if you've been exposed to telepathy through mm-hmm. ETs, from being very young it's just a natural thing to do Mm -hmm. and so this this psychic ability and all the rest of it it's just electricity it's everything's electricity you've got it coming back into your body and if you your skin's your brain your brain's your processing unit your skin's telling you everything about your entire environment your brain's going to make sense of it Mm -hmm. sometimes the monkey brain needs to be learned how to you know you need to slap the monkey and shut it up and get behind that (laughs) to the consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I fully believe that there is an awareness, that there's an intelligence that we've put a face on, that man made God in his own image, because we can't relate to anything if it hasn't got a face. So Mm -hmm. this awareness, if you become aware of it genuinely, it will become aware that you're aware of it. And then if you become Mm -hmm. aware that it's aware of you being aware of it, then... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of where I'm at now and I'm like okay so maybe I am a some sort of avatar uh, mm-hmm. I'm a little meat machine with the flying spaghetti monster inside me my little
0: mm-hmm.
2: brain eyeballs and nervous system <laughs> I,
0: I thought about not diving into this question but I have to ask <laughs> you guys whether or not you both feel as though um, they're interested in you as Breeders, are they is that no. part of what they're doing? No, not with me, no. not with me, no, no, not with, not with Paula. No, okay. yeah, I had an sure
2: experience where I've had somebody stood with my legs in the air and mm-hmm. my arms in the air. I had a green laser light on my cook of my arm. I actually laughed at myself because I thought I was acting out a dream, but I couldn't have got myself into that position anyway, so I kind of. Went to put my arms and legs down but couldn't feel my body, and there was somebody stood between my feet. So I lived alone, there shouldn't have been anyone there. Actually, outside my bedroom window was a street light, so it should have been all orange. And I'm saying, Put the light on, put the light on, thinking if someone puts the light on, I'll be able to move. And then I actually remember falling as or going, getting drowsy, and my eyes closing again, and falling asleep in my dream. So I don't think it was a dream. I had a laser light on my arm and they were stuck between my legs and my legs were in the air. I've had five children. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know why my Mm -hmm. legs were in the air, but they were obviously up to something. Mm -hmm. I don't really like to go down that road too much, to be fair.
3: Uh, Mine, I've never had. I've had the bruises. Mm -hmm.
2: But you've had a hysterectomy, haven't you? So there's no way. I've had a
3: hysterectomy, so no way I can have any more children. mm -hmm. And, But yet, they still come, so, but I've, mine has never, I've never remembered anything, anything that Mm -hmm. they've done out down there, but um, mine is, they, Mm -hmm. uh, like, do, experiment in, like, things to do, Mm -hmm. Um, like, saying to me, you've got to remember how to fly, you've got to do this, you've got to put these uh, visors on, you've got to, so mine's more, showing me things um and putting me through trauma than rather the mm-hmm. sexual side of you know
0: mm-hmm. so is it always traumatic i mean is there always a bit of trauma ptsd yeah. associated with this it's always mm-hmm.
3: yeah they always uh you never get used to it no every mm-hmm. time um, it's like the
2: first time it's just shocking every it time,
3: time it's like the first time and the first time is never like the second time mm-hmm. um every 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 uh, incident that is totally different to the last so yeah when was never
0: the last again. time for paula when was the last time for you
3: oh a long time ago now maybe because i've in between that i have incidents of spirits and mm-hmm. so I'm now getting to the age where I just can't be bothered writing it all down because it's, it comes off that often. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have time to do anything. But mm-hmm. um, alien-wise, maybe three year ago, mm-hmm. two, three. But in between mm-hmm. that, uh, it's spirit, ghost,
0: mm-hmm. sort of. But don't you feel it's connected between the ghost and the UFO stuff? Well, we have them.
3: It it is. I think, yeah, it is connected, but we don't have them at the same time. Why Mm. don't we see a ghost stood next to a gray? Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I've never had that. Mm -hmm. There's always been. We've always been separate I can,
2: issues. I said it's, oh, it's, it's either one thing going on I, or they the other. The ET yeah. IT stuff. Yeah. it's not so much the paranormal because that's you know. But mm-hmm. then when they've gone, it's all paranormal. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yes, it's we so were, you were filming. Been. We were filming yesterday, and I went off. Paula saw something in my kitchen. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it was inf- something
2: of, fall down.
3: It down mm-hmm. a black oh.
0: something. Mm-hmm. I it mm-hmm. was too so fast.
2: Nothing could have was, actually done anything from.
0: Not what playing. about, what you know, about entities of any kind are you besides alien stuff or other things <laughs> interacting with you entities some uh, people describe a whole host a, uh, yeah, we, entity
3: um black what about the black fuzzy balls Sasha? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're part of the
2: thing with the reptilians they're those little fuzzy pet things that they have that oh we that see. you described yeah uh,
3: yeah,
1: yeah
2: in so, so right. them well. see, i mean oh. energy farm and we've seen um like we'll, mm-hmm in the reality, but but there is um I, Paula came here and for so I'm on this sofa. I've got another sofa over there. So Paula's sat over there and I'm led so I've got top of my head is pointed towards Paula. And for some whatever reason I just kinda of sat up and I turned and looked like that. Just as I, I was, saw this black thing go like I, a slinky, it went like that yeah, from the floor. And she was band. so convinced it was my black cat. That she got
3: up and, up around the, house and said, the cat's not here, the cat's not here, and I saw, I saw it. it. And there were a time when I was sat on my bed at the other house, and um, mm-hmm. it was daytime, it was nice and sunny outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was sat on my bed, and I had my laptop on my, on my knees. And um, I see that in my peripheral view as I'm typing away, I see the black fuzzy ball thing and of get onto my bed
1: mm-hmm. and then
3: jump over my mm-hmm. knees so it'd come between the computer screen and my body, and it's gone straight across down and jumped off the bed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it caused lines lines on the computer. computer screen for about mm-hmm. ten minutes, and then it all i had to reboot it all and everything, and then it mm-hmm. was gone, but that was daytime you know mm-hmm. it's not all it does not all happen at night you know
2: People
0: we see a lot it, of like, lights zooming about, little black
2: little
3: things.
0: Light. Yeah. Go- black, like floaters. little black balls. Black yeah. Black um, balls. Okay. Black little not, black not balls. orbs. You
3: no, know, these are like little like if you think of a little tiny, tiny cannonball, mm-hmm. It's it's like that and they just zoom across, come out of a wall, zoom across. They're tiny, they're not, you know, black. Mm-hmm.
2: But um I saw I once saw the air just Mm. twists like that. Mm. Two friends, I was sat next to my friend, Emma, we're watching TV, Mm. her fella Jim was sat there and Mm. we all went like that as Mm. it happened. We all saw it and it was just like the Mm. air, whoop, twisted, weird.
0: Right. That reminds me of uh, when you're talking about these black balls, I just listened to Robbie Williams uh, discuss uh, his encounters that he's had Mm. and he describes seeing... A uh, you know a spacecraft um, respond to some music he was playing and a black tube come into the uh, deck party he was having or on the balcony and and a black tube uh, you know kind of what you were describing come between him and all his guests and fly through the wall but I right. you know that was the first time I, I ever I've heard that the, before. Um,
3: I've had the white tube come through my window with a, mm-hmm. a ball above my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, like these, these little black balls mm-hmm. are just like if you think of a cannonball, mm-hmm. like that. They're more solid, than, mm-hmm. you can't see through them. They are actually solid, but yeah, solid black. Like. But they look fuzzy at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. But you know
3: that they're solid. You know they're not. You you understand what I mean, Sasha? Yeah. Yeah,
2: same loads.
0: What about yeah. a rip in space and time? Have you guys ever witnessed? A portal? Anything like that in your living room or in your house or outside? Outside, no.
2: My fellow has. He said he woke up and there was a black swirl. Like it was uh, an opening at the bottom of his bed, he said. Mm-hmm. I just sat up and punched it.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Typical that mm-hmm. oh, You
3: know like... right. <laughs>
2: But it was like a black
3: swirl, it like I an haven't. opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that.
2: No yeah. Only
3: time when I've seen an opening is on the three um orange balls on the school field in oh it yeah kept. yeah that's
2: mad that uh, was described at the skinwalker ranch that was mm-hmm. you know the orange pulsating circle that was pulsing mm-hmm. like a heartbeat and then the the, the muscular being stepped out of it I right i don't know about that paula but... paula seen three mm-hmm. at the same time she has no idea about this it was me who was telling her afterwards and and uh, a grey came out of her, not a muscly thing.
0: But Wait, so I was Paula, like, you, Paula saw the orange orb open up I was trying right something there. out. There were three, but
3: there wasn't all. Well, do you want me to go through that Yeah. from the beginning? I'll
2: be I'll okay. be back in a
0: minute. You Well, I'm
3: yeah. going to have to make a drink when I've told this one because I've got a <laughs> dry <dried> throat.
0: <laughs> do you guys want to pause for a second? <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, let's yeah, take let's a hard. let's take
0: a five. I'm gonna pause the recording and we'll come back. And I'm gonna have you tell the story.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. But that's because he's he doesn't like it, and, mm-hmm. and what happened to us? It's like if you're negative, like oh, stop being so negative. It's your own fault that you get abducted because mm-hmm. you have being so negative. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's a negative thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's it, you know when you like he was mad about his kids. He touched my kids. I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Well. Isn't that a normal human reaction? I, think
3: I do, yeah.
2: That's yeah. how I felt.
0: Right, yeah. you know, he's an MC. Every year an event we have about sixty miles down the road, and um, yeah. he has a really good sense of humor. You know, gallows humor we call it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a lot of fun, but uh, I could see that. He, he would be probably pushed away from things like, you know, enlightenment contactee, Dr. Greer type of stuff, or, um, yeah, you know, out yeah. here we have the esetti ranch. Have you guys heard of that?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's just down the road from us. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I've never, I've never really spoken to witnesses that have had truly traumatic experiences, um, uh, to the degree which you guys have there was one individual out of Portland, Oregon that was regressed and he brought a lot of recall back and uh, he kind of regretted doing it because it just, um, it was always in his Pretty mind.
2: traumatize yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, this is, is this I, always I in your mind? I do not
2: advocate it. I do. Not. Yeah, okay. all the time. I do not advocate yeah. hypnosis, even though I did try it recently. I knew mm-hmm. that it wouldn't happen because... I, there's no way that I'm going to go back to a moment where I feel mm-hmm. completely traumatised mm-hmm. but I said to people, you know, if you can't cope with what you've got going on, you, mm-hmm. you're just going to add to it, mm-hmm. and the person who's going to hypnotise you, is not going to be there for you every time you have a problem, right? <coughs>
3: yeah, they're
2: exactly. Go off on, with the lives. He's mm-hmm. got the money and that's yeah. it. Not mm-hmm. what I wanted from you, bye.
0: Right, because you're a part of a larger documentary or study that they're interested in doing and um. Okay, now Paula, you're busily writing periodically here. Are you having recall or um No, what it is is
3: because I've had that so much. Um mm-hmm. I've got to write down as I'm I'm as I'm remembering it. Mm-hmm. Um so you want to talk about um those the orange globes, which is like tenth down my list because I've I tend to put them in um uh what is it, order, uh, year order you know, or Mm -hmm. rather age order. Mm -hmm. So I've got to then find where it is on that because when I'm doing shows with Sasha, I'm trying to do it in an order. So now it's mixed up. So I've got to remember what I'm doing Mm -hmm. next now, you know. Sure, no no
0: problem.
3: (laughs) So you want me to talk about the orange (laughs) Mm bowl? Only if you want to. Yeah, I will. Um, So I, at that moment I had um, at time Oh god, I can't even remember, but it was well, just before I, I met Sasha. So, would it have been at age 41? Well, how old were I, Sasha?
2: Be about that, yeah.
3: Yeah, and um, now I don't even remember whether it were a dream, I don't remember probably when I told you it might have been, I don't know, Sasha, but anyway, from what I'm remembering now, I don't know, but we were walking. On, it's a road going that way. Um, are you still there, Sasha?
2: I'm here, love. Yeah.
3: All I'm right. So you, yeah. So you're going that. We're going that way, uh, opposite way to main road. And we're coming. Me and the ex is coming in from the other side of us. Uh, it's, it's called the snicket, over in America. An I alleyway, narrow. Alleyway. An alleyway. Yeah. It's very narrow. And. Um, to the right of hers is a a little dry stone wall to call it, and to the left of us is a school, and this does actually exist. So, and when I'm walking on with my ex cave, um, I look. The first thing I noticed was that the fence had changed. I haven't been on. I've no reason to go on there. There's nothing on there for me to go on far that way. So, um. The fence had actually changed to what it n- used to be, so it's a- now a big grey um, metal fence with, like, spikes on top. And I'm walking, on, we're talking. It was night time, and I, then I kind of got past this, like, a bunch of um, overgrown trees, so you couldn't see through them at all. And I noticed a globe, an orange globe, Uh, that were settled on the ground. And as I'm walking further on, I'm getting eyesight of another two to the side of it, to the left of it. But I could tell that they were spaced out because the one nearest to me was higher than the one behind that and the one kind of in front of that a little bit. So I'd say it was a triangle formation that it were in. But... They weren't in a a long row, but they were Mm. kind of that way. I could tell by heights, not much height difference, but they were there. And um, they were were bright enough, but they were dull at the same time. I I can't really explain how it was. Um, They were very uh, like a sunset orange. And I stood there. And I kind of stopped cave and I was like, what are them? You know, it I won't, It didn't bother me. They were just there. And what else can you think of it except you're looking in awe at these things that are so way out. I've never seen out like them before. And we stood there watching these things and the one to the right um started like opening up they were alive. I could only say that they are alive and from the center it kind of started opening up and then closing, and then every time it opened it up it got a bit bigger, then it had closed but never closed fully, and then it'd open up again, get to there, open up again, get to there, and it keep doing that it was like it were like a heartbeat rhythm and I could see then that there was rounded, you know, like a donut. It had opened up like a, basically like a donut. And when I looked again, I could see through the field going beyond it. So I could see the grass. It was like, there were no glow coming off these globes. It wasn't showing any, you know, it wasn't in the grass up or, it should have done, but the one, and so, but I could still see through even though at night time. I could see the grass at the other side, which I shouldn't have even been able to see, Um and then all of a sudden, this grey just appeared. Now it looked really tall, um, because I'd said these these globes were probably about ten foot, ten foot, you know, and he looked really tall. Um if you think of that film Close Encounters and the coming the the main spindly tall one, you know, with long arms, it were a bit like that, but he was not thin and you know, it but it, it were tall. It were a bit like that. And then he kind of just like I don't know whether he stepped out of it, stepped through it or what, because it didn't have a bottom opening it kind of donut shape and it kind of come forward but as it's coming forward it's getting smaller it not taller which is you, you know when somebody's coming mm-hmm. towards you they're going to they get taller but mm-hmm. it was getting smaller and its form seemed to change it won't as it looked there really tall and muscular or whatever it when as it was getting closer it's Former, by the time it had got near me, the form of it had changed, and it was only a little thing, you know, three and a half, four foot, and it was the other, and it was walking down um, the banking of the school field, and I said, "Oh look!" I were, <laughs> it was really weird because I'd never really approached it like that. But I went, "Oh look! Oh look! There's a little grey there." You know, like it were a little puppy, or... ah. <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs>
3: and looking back, I think, hey, what the hell were all that about? But I went, oh look, him, there's a little grey there, right? Excited, you know, you know. You say, oh look, a little puppy, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was like that. And he went, that's not, a, that's not a grey. It's a little old woman, yeah. And um, but the grey didn't have any lycra suit on as I'd seen previously it was just the grey you know and it, it had like lines like chest chest bone or whatever you know mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was I don't know whether it's the grey suit that covers the grey so it looks like it's naked I don't know mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't see any genitalia I couldn't see out like yeah. that but I just remember this sort of muscular sort Mm -hmm. of thing here. And he's convinced it's a little old woman with gray hair. (laughs) And I'm looking at totally something different, which is a total gray. So he carries on walking. I was was right happy, I would just carry on walking and talking to him and he's just talking back to me. But this thing at the other side, this little gray at the other side is walking at the side of us, at the other side of the fence until it gets to the end where it kept going, well it could have gone, it could have gone through gap in fence but it didn't, it Mm -hmm. kind of slowed down uh, at our pace and all I remember it saying is Paula I love you like this (laughs) I'm like what the hell with that and I were like, right, ooh, 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 yeah. And you know, just so bizarre. I have never had an experience like that where someone, and it were right. Like I said before, that I love you was right in the car of my. It wasn't even my brain. It was just right in it. Where you know, and I were like, ooh, 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 right giddy about it. But then I don't remember how after that. You know. <laughs> So I don't know where the hell that came from. It was just weird. But it wasn't enlightening, you know. There, were no, there might have been positivity there because it's actually said it loves me. It's more than what my boyfriend did. <laughs> you know? mm. So there, there was someone there. <laughs> All
2: right. no. But the significance is, is that that was reported as phenomenon, at the Skinwalker Ranch. And people keep going on and on about the Skinwalker Ranch. And yes. know, it's not it's not unique. That is not unique. That happened in Bradford. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's like, there's things, I can't even remember, off the top of my head now, when I was reading the book, I was like, well, I've seen that. Paula's mm-hmm. seen that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What's the big deal? You know, you go into all this trouble of buying this land and doing all these experiments. All you need to do is follow somebody like me or mm-hmm. Paula around and, you know, eventually you'll see it. And, yeah. and we're not unique. Far from it.
0: No. no, I mean, it, I think it's, it, it, it's like a uh, paranormal Disneyland and they've marketed it as such. And these these yeah. areas where the veil's thinner are everywhere to the point where we start calling them skin twins, you know, twins to the Skinwalker Ranch. So, um, you know, I think like- I
2: think the phenomena there needs a living agent in the area. That's why <clears throat> it doesn't happen all the time. It's got to have somebody like us living there. Mm-hmm. otherwise it goes, shut up the cat's seen a better. spider Fight. go under the mm-hmm. sofa
0: <laughs>
3: weirdly enough mine's just going
0: Meh.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: do your cat do your animals know when things are going on it's funny, you're both yeah. your cats are kind of uh, acting well, up at the same time
2: oh yeah, you, you yeah. see them well, watching the, mm-hmm. and they're like that, they're going mm-hmm. both of them
3: um, I can tell they're you like, about
2: what are they um, looking at
3: yeah. I can tell you about a grade that um, Turned into a cat. No <laughs> you're, a cat.
2: Crazy, you're a crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've got yeah. some little. <laughs> it's the only thing I've got in it. it's, uh,
2: well, it's we both have a three man, cats until it's recently. either a man, mm-hmm.
3: children, or cats. And I think I know which I'd have my cat. Right.
2: <laughs> I've got a all glutton for punishment <laughs> well, I,
0: I appreciate both of you uh, taking the time out to talk to me and everybody else who's going to download this and listen to it and you know you put yourself out there in a way that um, a lot of people respect in the end um, it may be met with some disagreement from you know the Stephen Greers of the world and people that feel as though this only has one story and you need to be enlightened in order to appreciate that way but i don't think it is necessarily that way i mean that that has not been my overall experience that this is one pure story um there's lots of different but you know life
2: is hard life is weird and people just want something to believe in that's bigger than themselves so i do understand why people believe all this stuff i also understand why people don't believe all this stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's a lot it's a lot Uh, it's a big leap of imagination for some Mm -hmm. and you don't know until you know you just don't until it happens here you You can believe it but believing Mm -hmm. and knowing are are Mm -hmm. actually a million miles away from each other
0: do either either one of you have something coming up that uh is isn't conference related? uh Are you doing any live feeds like this again? Well, we uh, do um, panel discussions.
3: We do. uh We're doing. Um, what is it, Sasha? You you explain. We'll call it.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we decided wait. we needed to get our stuff out there. We wanted it to reach the people like us. It's not for everybody, you know. People listening and appreciating it, great. But it you know, our words have to find the right people. And uh so we'd, it, we're calling it The Abductee Diary. So basically, we're going through all Paula's experiences. Then oh, there's yes. the big chunk of stuff, the reptilian thing of my story, then how Paula joined in with that. Mm-hmm. There's other people who are all tied into that same thing. So we're going to cover and that. And it's
3: not just that, it's, it's the spirit side. and, the, and the Yeah, world. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, like, all experiences. Mm-hmm. So the abductee stuff, but also paranormal so what i'm doing is i've created playlists this is all parlor for now that i've got other people lined up and also gonna do like a haunted one and the abductee one mm-hmm. um i've got my radio show coming back on air um but it, that's all on the same youtube channel anyway
0: okay and that youtube channel again is what uh
2: paranormal mysteries on ANW with it's sasha christie i think yeah uh,
0: W is an a northwest a access northwest yeah West, Access yeah. Northwest, gotcha yeah
2: yeah yeah is that the one and that that we we actually, Then we're actually that we're actually writing a book together paula's gonna do the artwork and i'm gonna do the wordy bits
0: okay that's perfect so now people know where to go all right ladies um thanks for coming on be uh, travel for out us. there and uh, <laughs> we'll keep in touch
2: yeah yeah
0: Thanks. All right.
2: so, Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, that was my conversation with Sasha Christie and fellow experiencer Paula Elizabeth Green. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, they do have a YouTube channel where they do a breakdown of more details surrounding everything you just heard, and all you have to do is go into type in Sasha Christie on the YouTube, and you'll be able to find both their stories. Paula Elizabeth Green is the other name. And I think there's at least four or five parts of the chapter here. Again, this is due to, well, I gather, um, that they had more flexibility in their schedule due to quarantine. And so they were quarantined, especially over in the U.K., um, where it was a, a different level of security going on. Not that we weren't locked down at all here but um, they certainly were big time for a while and so there's uh, some pretty intensive long form interviews with both of them talking back and forth on, on Zoom so check that out now like I said I just got back from a ghost hunt with the Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society and team leader Mary um, Bethune who was a live guest at the Port Townsend Manresa Castle. And I just got back from doing, well, we went from basically six at night to six in the morning. And it is, uh, you know, everything you would think of when you think of a a haunted house in an old town on the sea. It's like a four-story, five-story mansion with servant quarters and all of that secret, you know, staircases and A lot of history, and even a little girl ghost named Annabelle. So people picked uh, spots to lay their cot. Some people didn't sleep at all. I certainly wasn't one of those people. (laughs) I ended up sleeping up in the attic and um, waiting for perhaps Annabelle to to come out and play. But um, not much happened when when I slept upstairs in the attic by myself with the creepy children's toys all around me. Oddly enough, even my batteries functioned well. However, in the basement, uh, there was some action. So, um, what kind of action? Well, there was a a creepy right-footed wet boot print that we followed along the uh, wet, dripping, cold, musty uh, basement. Area and if I said if I said attic earlier, I mean the basement. I was an attic. The basement was uh, as a basement should be, creepy and full of uh, dark mystery. And of course, they broke out the SLS camera. There was something crazy going on on that. And of course, that's the stick figure uh, ghost apparatus made by Microsoft that has been converted into a, a visual ghost aid. And then they did the. Um, Estes method, which if you don't know what that is, that's quite the method of uh, sensory deprivation to where you can basically have somebody go through sensory deprivation and those of us on the outside world with full sensory appreciation (laughs) ask the question to the person in deprivation questions that they can't hear or see and then they answer them based upon the static coming into their ears. Some interesting stuff. And, uh, we heard voices, you know, at the Al Moon lab, we would hear voices recorded. Oftentimes we wouldn't hear human voices hardly ever in real time, but that wasn't the case at the Walker Ames house. So, uh, I can say for certain that, uh, we heard definitely, uh, women talking upstairs and, uh, a man's voice upstairs. So if you get a chance, go on the tour, look up Pete Orbea in Gig Harbor, Washington, take a tour. If you're in the Northwest, now that quarantine's over, you can look it up. It's walker-ames, A-M-E-S, A-M-E-S, and they do tours weekly, starting up here soon. And uh, it's a good time, and there's mysteries afoot that you should look at and unfold. Okay, thanks for listening. I will be back again next week. Thanks for liking, subscribing, all that stuff. Going to the Patreon store, going uh, to strangebrowradio.com. That's where we have it all, including the Al Moon audiobook, A Paranormal Experiment. I'm dog tired of taking a nap. We'll talk to you later, and I'll see you in the trees.